Okay, and coming on, and hello, good evening, everybody. Welcome. It is February twentieth, two thousand and twenty-one. I'm supposed to say twenty twenty-one. I don't know anymore. It's kind of confusing. Um, twenty twenty-one, and we are here for our fifth episode of season two of Star Trek Radio Theater, covering Star Trek: Deep Space Nine's crossover as we continue our mirror uh, universe theme to start this season. Uh, this is from the uh, second season, the 23rd episode, aired in 1994, uh, a story by Peter Allen Fields and uh, a, a teleplay by him and Michael Piller, um, the late, great Michael Piller. Uh, this is going to uh, have, we're going to have two Kieran Reese's tonight because there's just too much Kieran Reese to go around. Um, but uh, we're going we're gonna to bring you this great story. And, um, and with no further ado, let's jump in. Uh, coming off video now. Medical log, supplemental. Major Kira and I are returning home after opening the hospital on New Bajor, the first Bajoran colony in the Gamma Quadrant. We focus on the runabout cockpit. Could you take it for a while? Sure. Do you mind if I listen to some music? Actually, I do. I was hoping to meditate for a few minutes. Of course. I didn't know you meditate. Every day. I had the opportunity to study meditation with Azam Halawa when I was in college. Kira seems rather less than interested. <laughs> A remarkable fellow. He sort of took me under his wing. I can't tell you how much I learned from him. The man was a master at rhythmic breathing. You'll have to give me some tips sometime. Gladly. Oh. I'd be a little bit more interested in learning any Bajoran meditation techniques you'd like to show me. We just usually like to sit quietly. There is a brief pause as Kira meditates before Bashir begins breathing spastically. Bashir breathes in through his nose, then out in a series of breaths, much like Lama's breathing. <laughs> Kira looks up, irritated. What are you doing? Bellows breath. It's a series of quick intakes followed by one long intake of air through the nose. Hold, release, increases the energy flow. It's quite simple. Let me show you. Kira tries to change the subject. How about some music? <laughs> What's your pleasure? I'm afraid my musical knowledge is limited to Bajoran uh, composers. Hmm. Computer? Play us a little something by Tor Jolan. You know Tor's work? I've made a point to listen to Bajoran music ever since I arrived. Really? Tor strikes me as the best of the lot, really. Slightly derivative of the Bulladoric masters of the last century, but pleasantly diverting. This is nice. I'm glad we're finally doing this. What? Talking to one another. Finding common interests. Burying the hatchet. Hatchet? Uh, a human expression. It means that we're finally putting the past conflicts behind us. Making way for brand new ones. Right. You know. Nerys. May I call you Nerys? Sure. Even when we weren't getting along, I've always felt you were one of the most interesting women I've ever met. 
Kira looks at him, surprised. I'm serious. Thank you, Doctor. Julian. Go on. Say it. Julian. Julian. It was hard <laughs> for Chief O'Brien as well at first. We had our problems too, but now we're like this. Bashir holds up his hand with his fingers crossed to indicate how close he believes he and O'Brien are. This is not necessarily the truth. Yet. One minute to the wormhole. Stand by to drop to impulse. Would you like to have dinner sometime? I think you better stick with Dax. I'm sorry? Oh, you thought I was trying to. No, no, no. My mistake. But but if I thought... Forget it. Right. Take us out of warp. What's wrong? The warp field's not fully collapsed. I'm showing a plasma injector leak. Injector controls are locked. I'm trying to compensate. It's a rough ride through the wormhole. Injector's opening. What Velocity was that? failing. There's a big flash of light. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Initiating stabilization control. There are several more flashes, and then everything calms down. Are you all right? A little dizzy. <sighs> Me too. I guess we're lucky to be in one piece. We'd better get O'Brien to take a look. What the hell? They exit the wormhole, and Deep Space Nine isn't there. Where's the station? What happened to the station? <laughs> <laughs> I have it on long-range sensors. It's orbiting Bajor. Major. Vessel approaching on an intercept course dead ahead. A bird of prey arrives and two armed Klingons beam in. What is this? I'm sorry, ma'am. We are not informed you had left the station. Who are you? We were on standard patrol when your vessel seemed to appear out of nowhere. If you will allow us to withdraw, we will ask you back to the station. The Klingons back up, seeming almost afraid of Kira, and beam out. Kira and Bashir look at each other, confused. We focus on Deep Space Nine, Corridor. The Klingon soldier is heading to the runabout, which is now docked. He is briefing Garrick, who is now in a Cardassian uniform? I was as close to her as I am you. She cannot be an imposter. But she is. Bashir and Kira enter through the airlock. What is going on here? Garak? Yes, my name is Garak. The question is, who are you? A leather-clad Kira comes around the corner. She seems amused. Kira stares at her double. What is going on here? Thanks for Jeff. We fade back into the corridor, just outside the airlock. The Kiras are still staring at each other. This may seem like an odd question, but could you tell us where we are? 
This is the Terraconor Station, the center of authority for the Bajoran Sector. Center of authority? Whose authority? The Alliance, of course. Something is very wrong here. I think we took a wrong hole, or wrong turn in the whole wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> wrong hole? I mean, wormhole. <laughs> the wormhole to the gamma. It's very difficult to explain. I think it would be best if we just got back to the ship and... No, I don't think so. Now, wait a minute. Don't take that tone with us, Taryn. Taryn? If you are who I suspect you are, I'm afraid I can't run the risk of letting you go. Take that one below. Put him to work. Tell the supervisor to keep an eye on him. He won't know the rules. A Klingon hauls Bashir away while Garrick takes Kira. We focus on the promenade. This is closer to how the station was under the occupation. There is a slave workforce under Cardassian and Klingon military rule. A large Klingon forcefully hauls a meek human through the promenade. Intendant! What is it you need, Telok? This Terran was caught trying to stow away on one of the freighters leaving the station. What is your designation? 0413 Theta. Theta? Yes, ma'am. You worked so hard to earn your Theta designation, to earn our trust. Why do you throw it away like this? Reassign him to Lambda. Send him to the mines. The Intendant begins to walk away, but Garrick has other plans. This Garrick is very different from the simple tailor we've come to love. The mines! But he should die for this! We should make an example of him! You have made a career of setting examples, Gary. I think you enjoy it too much. The Intendant begins to walk away again, but Garrick continues to protest. He could not have gotten on board that ship without help! This is the third incident in a month. At least let me allow me to interrogate him. Fine. Interrogate him. But if he dies under your interrogation, I will make you my example. Is that clear? Very intendant. We focus on ore processing. It's dark, smoky, and full of dirty Terrans. Mirror O'Brien is talking to Mirror Odo. I'm telling you, if you don't upgrade the thorium containment cells, <laughs> there's going to be an accident, and I'm not going to be responsible for the consequences. Another extra worker for you. A turn who doesn't know the rules. Odo turns, and we see the difference in him. He carries himself with more authority. His uniform is darker, with a higher collar, and it also has a belt. Very fetching. Well, we'll see to it that he learns them. What's your designation? Bashir. Julian. Is that a joke? I don't know. Is it? Odo slaps him. Yeah! Ah! No joking. That's my rule of obedience number 14. Now, what's your designation? I don't have a designation. I don't have a designation, sir! Another rule of obedience? Yeah! Odo slaps him again. I don't have a designation, sir! I don't have a designation, sir! 
Now, why is that? I don't know. And frankly, I don't even know what I'm doing here. You're here to process ore. Have you ever done that before? No, I haven't. Have you ever worked in the mines? No. Then what have you done? I've been practicing medicine. <laughs> Odo slaps him again. Is this the only form of discipline he knows? Did you forget the rule of obedience number 14? It's not a joke. I'm a doctor. Well, doctor, don't forget to scrub before you operate. Odo grabs him by the arm and pushes him towards the other humans. Bashir looks up and sees O'Brien. <laughs> We focus on the intendant's office. The intendant is still thoroughly amused. Sit down. You are me, aren't you? I am Kira Nerys. That makes two of us. Where you come from, things are very much like this, aren't they? There's a station, a Bajor, Cardassians, Terrans, Klingons. The players are the same, but everyone seems to be playing different parts here. You didn't seem to recognize the Alliance. No. Perhaps you'd recognize the name Kirk? No, I'm sorry, I don't. Interesting. On my side, Kirk is one of the most famous names in our history. Almost a century ago, a Terran starship captain named James Kirk accidentally exchanged places with his counterpart from your side due to a transporter accident. Our Terrans were barbarians then, but their empire was strong. While you're Kirk was on this side, he met a Vulcan named Spock and somehow had a profound influence on him. Afterwards, Spock rose to commander-in-chief of the Empire by preaching reforms, disarmament, peace. It was quite a remarkable turnabout for his people. Unfortunately for them, when Spock had completed all these reforms, his Empire was no longer in any position to defend itself against us. Us? The Alliance! The historic coming together of the Klingons and the Cardassians. And Bajor is part of this Alliance. We've been under Terran occupation for decades. When we were freed, we petitioned for entry and were accepted. We have become quite an influential power within the Alliance. Is it similar at all on your side? No. My Bajor is not so fortunate. I'd be very interested to hear more about it. I can't stay here. You must see that. Well, you see, that's part of the problem. I don't know how to send you back. But more than that, there's a certain protocol I'm supposed to follow. I'm not sure what you mean. After the first crossover, we were afraid that others might come to interfere in our affairs. It was decided then that if it ever happened again, we would promptly dispose of anyone who appeared from your side. I see. Unlike my first officer, Mr. Garrick, I have no taste for violence. I regret using it even when it seems necessary. I know exactly what you mean. You do, don't you? I know you don't want to kill me, and you're searching for a good reason not to. Got any ideas? My side needs what you have, a strong Bajor. If you knew the struggles we've been through to rebuild our world, who's to say you won't influence us this time? Me? My side once changed the course of your history. Well, maybe this time your side can change mine. Maybe you can teach me what I need to become the leader of Bajor as you have. That appeals to me. If I can find a way back. But I will have to kill your friend. No, don't. 
If you knew him, he's arrogant. Taryn, who's lived a privileged life on my side, let him see how the other half lives. No, it's too dangerous. The Cardassians and the Klingons would never allow it. Are you the leader of the sector or not? <laughs> oh, you know how to manipulate me. <laughs> I know uh, how I'd feel in your place. I wouldn't give a damn what the Cardassians or the Klingons thought. You're right. I don't. A Cardassian woman enters. Find this attractive young woman some quarters. Kira Nerys, I'll call for you later. We focus on ore processing. <laughs> Bashir is helping push a truck full of ore when Kira enters. The intendant informs me that you'd be inspecting the facilities. Is If there is anything I can explain... No, I've worked in ore processing myself. Is my Terran friend behaving himself? They all behave themselves when I'm in charge. Good, good. If you don't mind, I'll speak with him. Kira goes over to Bashir before Odo can object. Are you all right? Learning a new trade. Do you have any idea what happened? Have you ever heard of a Starfleet captain named James Kirk? Kirk? Of course. The transport accident. Read about it at the Academy. So that's where we are. That's where we are. Is there another me here? Not on this station. I haven't found Dax or Cisco. Well, Brian's been tinkering around with the machines. Major, if Kirk got out it if Kirk got here using a transporter, do you think we can get back the same way? I don't know anything about transporters, do you? No one knows more about transporters than Chief O'Brien. Our Chief O'Brien. Who knows about theirs? It's worth a shot. Talk to him. I'll try to see if I can find anyone else who might be willing to help. We focus on quarks. Mirror Quark is less garishly dressed, but seems otherwise the same Ferengi bartender. Kira has a Klingon female bodyguard. You certainly are displaying the image of the Intendant, just as they said. Hello, Quark. You know my name? Quark runs a bar on my side, too. Really? I hope I'm doing decent business there. Gotta be better than here. The lion's taxes are killing me. What can I get you? The attendant likes a hot jamunja tea this time of day. Well, I'm not her, but that does sound good. Coming up! So are we close friends on your side? Yeah. As a matter of fact, we are. On my side, Cork does me a lot of favors. Favors? The Cork I know, well, he just has the ability to get things done when no one else can. You know what I mean. Sometimes he even gets things done behind the backs of... The security people. What kind of favors do you ask for? Oh, all sorts of favors. Such like as? Getting, like getting me things I need? Mm hmm Well, for instance, a transporter for a few hours. Didn't I hear somewhere that a transporter was involved in the first crossover? That's right. You have a way back to your side, Major. Under the right circumstances, I might be willing to help you get Access to a transporter. Look, Quark, I don't have a strip of gold-pressed latinum, 
So don't even think about it. Gold press what? What is it you want? <laughs> the ability to send others across to your side. Others? What others? That's not important. Look, I can't open a revolving door to... Gork! Mirror Garrick enters, flanked by four mirror Klingons. Mr. Garrick, what can I get you today? Drinks are always on the house for you. You must come with us. Is there a problem? Yes, a slight problem. You've been helping Terrans escape from the station. Me? I'm a simple barkeep and a coward. I assure you, I don't stick my neck out for anyone. That's not what the Terran we caught this morning told us during his interrogation. This is all misunderstanding, I assure you. Quark grabs a rifle, but Garrick knocks it out of his hands, deflecting the shot. Quark tries to run and is caught by the Klingons and hauled away. I shall miss him. He always let me win at Dabo. A band of mercenaries enter. The man in the middle has a very familiar face. It's safe to say, we found Mirror Sisko. He's just been arrested. Garrick leaves. Arrested? What a damn shame! <laughs> Sisko jumps over the bar, not at all bothered by the fate of Quark. Who wants a drink on the house? <laughs> he doles out drinks to his friends. Kira is not sure what to think about this, Cisco. We focus on ore processing. It's meal and rest time. Bashir gives away his plate of mush. Has he learned of his privilege and is giving back to the less fortunate? Or is he just too pretentious to eat a plate of slop? We'll never know. Here. He gets up and goes to where O'Brien is working on a machine. Miles O'Brien, I know you on my side. Yeah. Actually, we're best friends. O'Brien doesn't want to believe it. And at this point in Deep Space Nine, this claim of them being best friends is a bit of an exaggeration. You and me? That's right. What am I? Some kind of doctor too? No. You're chief of operations of this station. Me? Go on. It's true. Chief of operations? Looks like you know your way around machines. I know some things. What else is he like? This chief of operations. He's married. He has a five-year-old daughter. He's one of the most decent men I know. We've uh, fought our way out of a few scraps together. <laughs> I admire him a great deal. Sounds like he got to the lucky draw between me and him. Have you ever done much work with transporters? Me? Yeah, some. Why? The chief of O'Brien I know is an expert in transporter technology. Well, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I know as much as any Taran. Well, I hope that'll be enough. Enough for what? We think a transporter will help us get back to our side. What? 
You're filling me up with this stuff just to get me to help you, isn't that it? No. Everything I've told you is the truth. I don't know you. I'm not your friend. I'm not your friend. Odo enters, leaning over the railing. Meal break is over. He turns to O'Brien. You're wanted in the bar. Look, if I don't finish here. You're wanted in the bar, Mr. Cisco. Hi, Mr. We focus on quarks. <laughs> 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 Cisco is laughing with his crew of Terran privateers. Cisco turns his attention to Kira. Yes, look at this! Do you believe it? She called me all the way from the Fowler system to see you. He grabs her face and she forcefully removes his hand. Now, only do you look like her. You have the same temper. <laughs> <laughs> You and your friends don't seem like the other Terrans I've seen here. <laughs> the attendant honors me with a ship and a crew. I honor her by collecting duties. Of <laughs> 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 a sort from vessels who pass in this direction. And why do you deserve this special treatment? I suppose because I amuse her. <laughs> <laughs> She's not easily abused. It seems that you abuse her too. Cisco is moving in for a kiss, but is interrupted. You wanted to see me, Mr. Cisco. Hello, Smiley. How are you? It's Miles, Mr. Cisco. I don't like Miles. That's why I named you Smiley. Are they treating you okay, Smiley? <laughs> you don't like me, do you, Smiley? <laughs> not really, Mr. Cisco. Oh, you're not afraid to show it, are you? <laughs> I guess that's why I like you so much. My impulse drive coil isn't operational. Take care of it! I've got a serious problem in ore processing that's got to be fixed, or... I don't care what's going on in ore processing! Fix my engine! O'Brien leaves. Here to Cisco. The smile disappears from Cisco's face. Go ahead. I'd like to discuss your recent mission. Would you please report my quarters? Cisco puts on a brave face and faces his crew. Kira realizes he's the intendant's sex slave. <laughs> As the intendant calls for Cisco and he leaves the bar. Kira realizes that she may not have any hope at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
we focus on the intendant's quarters. Kira enters to see the intendant taking a milk bath, with several Vulcan servants massaging and bathing her, as Sisko sits on the couch facing the door. The room smells faintly of oranges. There she is. Have you met my friend Benjamin Sisko, my dear? Tell us, is there another one of him on your side? Yes, there is. Is he as loyal and true as mine? He's a good man. I'm sorry he didn't come with you. Wouldn't that have been something, Benjamin? Two of you by my side. Ah, I need to check my ship. Benjamin, did I hurt your feelings? I never had any to hurt, Intendant. Cisco leaves. Now, what is it that I hear about you wanting a transporter? She gets out of her bath. Quark mentioned something about it during his interrogation. I did ask about a transporter, that's true. But why? You know I'm looking for a way back. A transporter was responsible for the first crossover. And if you had come to me, I would have told you all transporters were redesigned afterwards to make sure the same thing would never happen again. It won't work. So why didn't you come to me? You're very busy. You don't trust me. I guess. I am a little afraid of you. Then you fear yourself. I don't want your fear, I want your love. If you can't love me, who can? Don't be in such a hurry to go. I'm glad you're here. There's so much we can learn from one another. Attendant, Kirk is here with the prisoner. Send him in. Quark is carried in by Garrick and Talak and dropped on the floor. He's made a complete confession and implicated two others who have been arrested. The intendant kneels down to speak to Quark. Quark, I've always liked you, you know that. I have nothing but respect for you, intendant. I am so sorry. You did it because you felt sorry for these Terrans. You hate to see them suffer just as I do. Yes, Intendant. But where would we be without them? Who would perform the labor for the Alliance? She stands up and addresses Garrick. A quick death. Don't make him suffer anymore. No, Intendant, please! I made a mistake! Have mercy! Please! No! Quark is hauled out by Garrick and Talak. <laughs> the Intendant is back in good spirits and sits down at her vanity table to apply her makeup. I've planned a party for both tonight. What shall we wear? Kira is horrified. We focus on Kira's quarters. Kira enters, carrying a gown. Garrick is already there. Lovely. I do admire a well-tailored gown. It's funny because, in our universe, Garrick is just a simple tailor. What are you doing in my quarters, Garrick? She's never going to let you leave, you know. Can't you tell? She's in love. What are you talking about? In love of you, my dear. She's all a Twitter about you. Can't talk about anyone else. You're the perfect gift for the girl who has everything. She's taken you into her heart like a drathen puppy leg left on her doorstep. 
Who else could she share her deepest secrets with? Tell her troubles to trust her life with? All you have to do is take a look at the guard outside to see how much she trusts me. I arranged a guard. Oh, she trusts you as much as she trusts anyone. So who better to betray her? You're taking quite a risk coming to see me like this. True career advancement requires risks. Consider my offer carefully, my dear. She'll never let you go. I will. If you want to leave, you'll assist me. How? By taking her place. What? Tomorrow morning, she will be gone. Gone? She will be gone. Please, don't make me use some foolish infamism. You will assume her place as intended and announce that her counterpart from the other side has returned to wherever she came from. In a few weeks, you will step down to embark on a spiritual journey to explore your pug or whatever, and I will take your place as intended. What about my friend? The good doctor, yes. He'll be taken, care, taken off the station and treated to as much hospitality as we Cardassians can offer until you resign. And then you can be happily reunited. Oh, but I've made arrangements with his supervisor that if you should decide to decline my offer, tomorrow it will be your doctor friend who will be gone. We focus on ore processing. Kira comes in and rushes to Bashir, who is, once again, pushing a trolley of ore. We've got to get out of here tonight. Why? What happened? I don't have time to explain. Just watch your back. You're in danger. Why am I, why am I back? What kind of danger? We've got to find a way back to the runabout. And then where do we go? The Alliance controls the entire quadrant. There's still a wormhole out there they don't know about. Now, I'm not sure whether it'll get us back or not. All I know is we can't stay here any longer. Odo appears, watching. His hand is on his phaser. How are we supposed to get by the security? I'm trying to find some help. I've heard Quark's help some Terrans escape. It's too late for Quark. Stay alert. If our chances come, there won't be much warning. <laughs> We focus on the promenade. Cisco appears to have finished some sort of large feast and is resting his eyes. Hmm. Cisco? Hmm. Tell her I'm busy! I have something important to tell you. I'm listening. I have valuable information and I want something in exchange. You got into business for yourself, have you? All I want is to get off this station. I want my runabout back. <laughs> and you expect me to help you? She'll have my head! Or something else. Not if you save her life. Her life? Garrick is planning to kill her. Tonight. That's it? That's the valuable information? <laughs> Garrick has been trying to kill her since the day he got here! He wants me to take her place. 
Well, now, that's a bit more creative than he usually gets. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. What kind of man are you? You're disturbing my nap. The Benjamin Sisko I know would never sell his soul and allow himself to become part of this tyranny against his own people. Terrans don't have souls. We don't believe in them. What do Terrans believe in? Raising their children to dig ore out of the mines for the Alliance? I worked in mines too, till I was old enough to start fighting for my freedom. What do you care about Terrans' freedom? I care about freedom. What I don't understand is why, why you don't care. Why the only one on this station I have met who seems to give a damn was a Ferengi toad named Quark. You're lucky in the wrong place for a hero, ma'am. I made the best of a bad life for my crew. That's my contribution. Yes, you charmed your way out of the mines, but you and I both know you're no less a victim than anyone else here. We focus on quirks. <laughs> Kira enters in a blue bootlace strap, low cut party gown. My dear, how breathtaking you look tonight. I do hope you'll save a dance for me later this evening. After four years as personal guard for the house of Duras, I was ready to do anything to get out of here. You never knew if Lursa and Bator were going to do. His arm is jolted by one of Sisko's crewmen and his drink is spilled. Clumsy fool! <laughs> Stupid Terran pig! The Terran pulls a sharp knife onto Locke. <laughs> Cisco shakes his head and the knife is put away again. <laughs> What's wrong, Terran? Lost your nerve? Afraid to die today, eh? Talak spits in his face. <laughs> the Terran looks at Cisco, who signals no. <clears throat> get out of my sight. The Terran gets out, and Cisco goes to stare Talak in the eyes when the intendant enters, identically dressed like Kira, but with her headband on. The crowd applauds their commander. Intendant, what is your pleasure? Play something bright. I'm in a happy mood. <laughs> we focus on ore processing. Bashir is exhausted when Odo kicks him in the back. Yeah! You're not accustomed to this workload, are you, doctor? You have much to learn. It's a shame this is going to be your last night on the job. His taunting is interrupted when, just as O'Brien warned, the thorium containment field on one of the machines short circuits. <laughs> Engineering! We have a thorium leak down here! Release the security locks! Workers dash for the exit. 
Bashir gets a phaser off a guard and shoots Odo, who explodes in a messy splash. <laughs> We focus on a corridor. Bashir is running along the corridor. He hears Talak closing in. Establish security fields on the levels above and below. Station guards on all turbo lifts. Bashir hides in an access tunnel. You men, come with me. We focus on an access tunnel junction. Bashir finds O'Brien working on a panel. O'Brien, you've got to help me. I don't see you. You're not here. I'm just trying to seal this thorium leak. Look, I don't know my way around these conduits, but you do. My O'Brien does. Uh-huh. Just tell me where the runabout pads are. I know you, Miles O'Brien. Somewhere inside of you... You, there is a shred of decency. There has to be. I am a decent man. I just, I just, you don't understand. I can't help you. I, I can't. They'll kill me. You're already dead. I'm sorry you don't see that. The life inside of every human being here, every Terran, died a long time ago. Bashir gets into another conduit. That's not the right way. Just tell me, is one thing, is there any room over there on your side for me? You want us to take, you want us to take, <laughs> you want us to take you with us? I have no reason to stay here. Starfleet would probably have a big problem with that. To hell with them. Let's go. We focus on a corridor. Bashir and O'Brien exit the conduit and quietly run along the corridor. They turn a corner and Talak and two other Klingon guards are there, disruptors drawn. Stop right there. We focus on Quarks. The party is still going, despite everything that's going on in the station. Intendant, the new Terran killed the shapeshifter, and O'Brien tried to help him escape. The Intendant looks to Kira. She is not amused anymore. This is my fault for listening to you, for keeping him alive in the first place. She walks over to Bashir. I know very little about where you come from, but from what I've heard, I think your kind has a lot to learn. We've got a lot to learn. What a laugh! Quiet! On this side, Terran workers do not speak to their superiors as you do. They certainly do not murder them. He was the only one of his kind, the man you killed. Do you realize that? He's irreplaceable. No one ran that operation as efficiently as he did. No one kept order among the workers as he did. This is my reward for treating you Terrans with the least bit of respect. Very well. I can learn from my mistakes. You want to set an example, Garrett? Use him. Set an example for all Terrans. Let him die slowly in public view on the promenade. Let his pleads for mercy echo through the corridors for all Terrans to hear. 
Intendant. Another word from you and you will die right beside him. And you, O'Brien, you tinkerer and putterer and fixer of broken things, you have been a perfect theta for years. What could you have possibly gotten into you? What were you thinking? Do you want an answer, Intendant? Yes! This man, this man is a doctor where he comes from. And there's an O'Brien there just like me. Except he's some kind of high chief of operations. They're Terrans. Can you believe that? Maybe it's fair maybe it's a fairy tale he made up. But it started me thinking how each of us might have turned out if history had been just a little different. I wanted him to take me with him because whatever it's like where he's from, it's got to be better than this. There's got to be something better than this. But there's never anything better for O'Brien. Cisco <laughs> has been listening carefully. Not for you, Mr. O'Brien. Oh, he's going to be taking you with him. Just not exactly where you thought he would be taking you. She nods to Garrick, and he starts to take O'Brien and Bashir out. But Cisco stops him and holds a weapon on him. No! I don't think so! <laughs> The mercenaries take charge, and Kira takes her bodyguard's weapon. Have you lost your mind? No, I didn't lose it. I just changed it. Sisko, the mercenaries, Kira, Bashir, and O'Brien leave, sealing the bar with a shot to the lock. We focus on a corridor. She's never going to let you get away. She'll track you down no matter how long it takes. You may want to consider trying to follow us back to our side. I've got the feeling I may not fit in very well over there. We'll stay one step ahead of the Lord. <laughs> Don't worry about us. Maybe we can stir up some things on this side. <laughs> well, you're still welcome to come with us. I might have something to stay for now. If you if you have room on your ship for me, Mr. Sisko. I could always use a good tinkerer and putterer. You're with me, Smiley. They get into an airlock. Good luck. Thank you. Come on! <laughs> we, we focus on the runabout. Disengage the docking clamps. Confirmed. Firing thrusters. <gasps> thrusters engaged. Taking us straight to impulse. Impulse engines are online. 45 seconds to wormhole. Wait, what? I thought the station was orbiting Bajor. Isn't Bajor like three hours away from the wormhole when traveling in a runabout? How'd they get there so fast? I don't know. I'm still reading up a plasma injector leak from the warp core. I'm just hoping that leak gets us back where we've came from. I'm matching speeds and attitude with our last time through. Klingon cruiser approaching. It shoots at them. Shields are down to 60%. 40. 10 seconds to the wormhole. We'll hit. Hold on.
We focus on ops. Cisco, in his Starfleet uniform, exits his office. Anything. The search vessels picked up their warp signature traces. There was also an indication of a plasma leak. But no wreckage. Nothing. Reading elevated neutrinos, something's coming through the wormhole. Can't believe it. It's them. Benjamin, they're showing damage to their deflector grids. Put them on the screen, Mr. O'Brien. We've got ships out from here to New Bajor looking for you. Where have you been? Through the looking glass, Commander. It's good to be back. Kira doesn't know human... <sighs> I can't. Just do the outro. Good. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that, that concludes our reading of Star Trek oh, Radio Theater's oh, uh, crossover from D Space Nine's second season. Just going over here onto our speakers here. Um, so that was a lot of fun, I gotta say. Uh, let's bring in our cast. Uh, uh, this episode was uh, starring primarily my wife Jane as uh, the Prime Universe version of Kira Norris. Jane, coming on in here. And moving on over. Hey, Jane. Hello. Hello, Kira. Also, um, I, I'm going to bring in uh, our other Kira, which is Jessica Chan, uh, who was the uh, Guild of the Good Witch version. <laughs> of course, uh, joined uh, here with, with our hus or respective husbands on screen, playing mm. various roles as well. Uh, I was playing Cisco and Michael playing Garrick and Odo, the Mirror Universe versions, respectively. Uh, lots of fun with all these characters. Let's we'll get we'll get we'll circle back on that. Um, also, let's bring in our Chief O'Brien, um, uh, which was my favorite thing tonight. I guess. <laughs> uh, Chief O'Brien, Kevin Millard. We also have Ashley Millard is our narrator, of course, and also in several roles, including Talak and uh, the, the Terran and uh, the musician and a few other things. Um, so uh, great jobs across all, all. And we had uh, there were a we, lot of fun characters tonight. Fun yeah, characters a lot of good tonight. lines. You like, were like the straight. Person. I was a straight. Yeah, you were like, the straight role against all these crazy kind of characters. crazy characters. Like, yeah, Mott was Quark. He was the crazy, you know, kind of his uh, his his goblin troll man. Uh, <laughs> Do it. I'm not sure. Uh, that's how I would describe it. Um, and then where's Jeff gone? He was ready to join again there. Oh, okay. Well, well, let's see. He'll be back. Comes back. Well, Jeff. Jeff was our Bashir. Jeff, I can hear you. I can't see you. Okay. Well. Well, now we can't see anybody. I I don't need to put you on video. I'll just put Mott back on video. So Jeff, can can you hear Jeff? Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff, you can hear Jeff. So Jeff, Jeff uh, was our Bashir uh, tonight. Uh, Jeff, um, this was different than your Paul McCartney Bashir that you had done in some other versions. This was more of your. Uh, this was a proper London uh, Bashir, I thought. I tried to do Alexander Sadig as best I could. You were going yeah. for more of a Sadig uh, impression. What a laugh! What a laugh! What a laugh! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I love how he says he delivers that line. Because, all right, so this is what I was doing, guys. I was actually watching the episode in my headphones while we we're reading through. So I'm listening to, like, the. I want to see, like, how fast we're reading it compared, mm. when yeah. I, especially when it's on my scene. So I'm listening to both. And then sometimes we're going faster and sometimes we're going slower. It actually evens out. It actually takes about the same amount of time, which mm. is kind of interesting. But what it does help for, for a role like Bashir, because I find his accent difficult to get right. I have to listen to him a little bit because he does have a certain kind of like a cadence because he does Americanize almost his accent, but it is still British yeah. enough. It's not, it's not even a proper British accent. Because he does say here where a lot of British people will not use the H sound. You know, they'll say he- ear, you know, to say here, you know. So, my, yeah, my dad's from England. He calls that accent his accent is mid Atlantic because it's halfway between North America. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like in the Harry Potter movies, you would see them like they would have the accents like, like you know, uh, that they do on screen, but then when they do like their behind the scenes interviews, they'd be like their accents would be like turned up. All of a sudden, you mm. go, oh, is this how they really talk? And then they kind of change their accent for the movies um, a little bit. Just, I think, make themselves a little bit more understandable. Besides, but there, there. Um, uh, I, I, I always got to bring it back to me. Uh, did you guys like my uh, my Joker? <laughs> uh, I liked you yeah. when you, O'Brien, and Bashir were talking. There was like a lot of Irish going on at one point. Uh, you're feeding <laughs> off each other. I was, I my, my, <laughs> it was difficult to try to do Bashir. <laughs> with <Again>. O'Brien. <laughs> I like you know? that everything you said as Cisco and then Mott's like wordless marauder. So when I had to be the, become the prime Cisco at the very end, I was like, I don't think he should be the Joker. I feel like he should be. <laughs> so I mean, so he was Batman. That, if that um, Prime Cisco was Batman, and, and Mirror Cisco was Joker. But um, that was a fun character because Jane was like, "Well, you have to make him crazy," and I was like, "Well, what's crazy?" And so I just went to Caesar Romero um, in this. Uh, this was one of my favorites because there was just so much going on. Like that's kind of what's fun about these mirror universe episodes. Um, is yeah. that these like the dialogue and the characters are a little different than typical Star Trek in most cases. And so um, it's like there's not much like not as many scenes are like let him die on the promenade for all the screams to be heard and everything else. That's less typical. So that, it's kind of just kind of like really hamming it up kind of great villainy stuff, which is uh, a lot of fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, that O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. I keep coming back. To hey, that's oh, how God. Irish people sound in the mirror universe. <laughs> no, I was yeah, like, also in the I want universe apparently. Cause it was the same. So, I want, is- this is my Alexa voice. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if like Brad Pitt from, uh, from snatch is from mirror universe. He <laughs> was. <laughs> 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 yeah uh yeah it's it's not irish it's not english it's uh, <laughs> no that was great I, I just i was i was admiring it i was like this is amazing Axel. this is so good I, you must teach me the ways it's just like the, the connection no. you were putting on certain <laughs> certain syllables <laughs> well maybe you can do irish no can't do scottish though i can't do i think you definitely should do scottish again Poor, poor, the poor, poor is what he controls. 
god, it was perfect. <laughs> I forgot. Whenever I think of Scotty now, if I have to be Scotty, it's like, four is what he controls. <laughs> I wish is more like, oh, dear. Oh, no. It's hard to do O'Brien, too, because O'Brien doesn't do an I, he's not fully Irish. No, like he, he Americanizes it as well. A yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Colmini, especially. Yeah. Like, I remember he was doing, I watched an interview with him on like that Mike Bullard show that used to be up here. And they were yeah. like, he's like, you're from Ireland. He's like, yeah. Like, and it, but like, so is Chief O'Brien. Chief O'Brien is supposed to be from Ireland. It's not just like yeah. an Irish American yeah. or Canadian or whatever. He's like, yeah, his name is O'Brien. His name is O'Brien. Karen. <laughs> he's from. Terrence, can you believe it? That was great, by the way. You did. You were the chief of Brian. Um, you're filling me up with this stuff. All right. <laughs> yeah, he filled me up. Fire, Brian. <laughs> and then sometimes my Joker became. Irish. Oh, I know. <laughs> we're best friends. Remember, I was Joker. It was a me lucky charms uh, Joker. Mostly everybody in the mirror universe had some kind of UK accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. television <laughs> Well, not Odo. Yeah, Gary had a British accent too, right? Gary, Gary was my was my uh, my JoJo's bizarre adventure British accent. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but Odo, Odo had no accent. Odo was a, a Cobra commander. Oh. I yeah, yeah. Oh, is that who? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, he was, I, 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 I toned down the, the S's just because I didn't want to turn him into a snake. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 He's very good. mean to me. He's yes. very mean to me. Sure. Mm -hmm. him in the yeah, I like that slapping scene. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. The slaps. Did the timing of the slaps work with the sound effects and everything? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it was yeah, good. Yeah, no, that was good. good. Did you forget rule of B is number fourteen? Um, <laughs> That was a good episode to work with. Yes. So we're going to be back next week to do um, the closest thing that Voyager has to a Mirror Universe episode, which is called Living Witness. Well, there's there's two kind of options here. We could have done Photons Be Free or Living Witness, but um, I think Living Witness is probably the better option because it's more of a, uh, of a, a revisionist history lesson about how how we might think of historical figures in one context, but they could have been completely different people. So we see sort of what history thinks Boy the crew of Voyager was like versus what they actually were like. So it's Jeff. Interesting. Oh, we actually see Jeff now. Jeff. Um, fixed the camera. Fixed it. Hey. Hey. There he is. It worked. <laughs> so. Um uh, I don't know. But now I have to come back. So, hey. Um, All that work for that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like people who are already on camera shouldn't have Kick to... Kick while he's down. Your yeah. name is Snipe. <laughs> you know, so if someone wants to give up their camera. Yeah, I can't. Uh, did you, Dave, did yeah, you read... Take us down. Ashley's got to go to the bathroom. Dave, did you, did you read the script and just see the amount of times it said in brackets laughing? And you were like, well, I might as well do the Joker. 
<laughs> that's, not, that's not why I, I made the choice. Because no. every time I saw him laughing, I was just like, oh, he might as well. Like, that's why what I would have done. I was like, oh, he's got to laugh a lot. So he might as well. No, Jane just said I had to do it like a crazy person. And then I went to the Joker for some reason. That's kind of my. Well, yeah, it's pretty accurate, you know, for like how he's playing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, but it's Avery Brooks's version of that. So, <laughs> right? If Avery so he Brooks just played was, himself, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of. It was yeah. a little bit closer to the real Avery Brooks. I that think. day they were like, you know, just go full jazz musician on this. Yeah, yeah. You just you. There is no tether. You do you. You do you do everything else. There, he's like, can I have a jazz piano? Everything but a jazz piano. You can have it. Yeah, the thing is though, they didn't. That wasn't even on set. They just filmed him at his house and put him in. Yeah, to the room. Oh, that's great. Uh, so we're going to be back for Living Witness, and then we're going to get into some kind of more of a random thing. There's so many episodes I want to do. There's so many next-gen episodes I want to do. But like, There's some great things out there that I'm like, oh, we're going to get to that. But I was like, we have to – I wanted to do a theme to start off these first set of episodes. So mm-hmm. you, know how, you know how it goes. Because this whole mirror universe. And then to get to something a little bit more freestyle where we have a little more, more diversity. Because the other thing is, too, is we have a, a number of guest stars who want to come in. Uh, and do a week here and there, but a lot of these mirror universe episodes are kind of prohibitive to that because they're um, there's not as many parts to go around. Like, and the parts there are, they're kind of doubled up and splitting up. Like even the cure tonight, that's not even that's not usually our first choice, but we'll do it when we need to do it. So um, that's uh, I think that's it. Um, also, we got some great stuff coming up. We also have um, uh, on, on Tuesdays we do Deep Space Nine rewatches, Jeff. And we're starting season three this Tuesday. We're going to be watching the the, the, the season three premiere, the two-parter, The Search, part yep. one and two. And they're the good stuff. Everybody's having fun. Nobody's depressed anymore. Uh, so Defiance here. Yeah, Defiance here. Defiance. Good. You know, there'll you be go. high fives. There'll be everybody will be jumping Everything. around. Everything. High fives good. going around. All right. On Wednesdays, Jeff, we got the original series rewatches with our dad and Jody and Adam Woodward. Right. Uh, we're doing the man trap this Wednesday. Man trap, okay. Yeah, salt, Might pop the in for, the, for a double F with Jeff. Double F with Jeff if you show up. If there's not a Leaf game, and Austin Matthews. Well, the Leafs are important. The Austin Matthews is scoring every game right now, Dave, and that you need to recognize. I know it's knows. knows. I drafted him in the. <laughs> So, um, and but it's not helping me win. Anyway, and then on Thursdays, well, we don't have anything right now, but we did a whole bunch of stuff like Star Trek Discovery. Michael and Adam and I and uh, Gene and a bunch Sometimes. of us were all involved in that uh, for all of season three. Plus, we had uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, and we also did Star Trek Picard in 2020. So there's a lot of stuff there to check out uh, in the back catalog. And Super Mater Brothers podcasting, Jeff, coming up in just two weeks. Uh, on top of all these other podcasts we do, we're going to be doing three podcasts a week for Big Brother Canada. Woo-hoo! That seems like a lot, but okay. It um, is. For, it can- is a for Canada? Have fun. Is it Canada, is Jeff, Canada you're, you're worthy? That, you're on that show, right? <laughs> I am on it, yes. It's, <laughs> it seems like a lot of every week. That's a lot of... It's gonna be I, I I like Big Brother America more. I know, <laughs> I know you do. And you know, me and Jamil are dragging you into this. It's not. It's happening. So it's. I will watch it with you guys. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> it's Amanda out. watches it. So Amanda, Amanda watches Canada. Well, Amanda, we we can ditch you, and Amanda can do it. No, Amanda instead. will not come on. No, she's not. Right. A, she's not you. a podcaster. All right, then that's that's what that's the sacrifice you're making. 
I guess. I have man. And then finally, on Trivial Debates, on um, Sunday, the 28th of February, we're going to be having our, our next show with Jeff Nader hey. hosting. Hey. Uh, and Jessica Chen hey competing for the first time ever, along wow. with Jamil Robinson and Chris Seymour. Check this out. Uh, coming at you at 11 a.m. <laughs> next February. Uh, Jessica, are you excited? I'm terrified. Absolutely terrified. Uh, <laughs> I do not want to test my pop culture acumen against Jamil of all people. Is oh, yeah. That's pretty intimidating. Um, yeah. By the way. You don't, you uh, don't have to worry about Chris, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, 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 is a Chris got uh, Chris got his answers in first. So. Oh, did yeah, he? Like, he doesn't get any extra points for getting in first. It doesn't even matter. Nobody's picking his answer. Yeah, yeah, no one would pick <laughs> Well, actually, I think he has some good answers. I, I saw it. I only had, yeah, I only had to answer to one of your questions, and the rest I'm gonna have to Google. Every what question? <laughs> uh, which movie did Dad deserve uh, an Oscar? Yeah, don't give a, a preview of your. All question. right. Well, uh, well, no one is anyone else on on. Who's it? No, okay. So what? what what's your answer? I'll tell you if no, it's no, the no, same. Tell us what questions are, Jack. I mean. Oh, the question. <laughs> Oh, you want to know what the questions are? All right, well, I know what they are, but like, <laughs> one sec, I gotta pull them up. Okay. In the world, no business where there's like a debate and it's okay. trivial. The These TV are the questions. <laughs> Here's the TV show question: What TV show had the best final season, start to finish? What, what the movie question? Final season? Oh, I know that right. answer. Oh, we already said the movie. Question. For me. What was the movie question? What movie won Best Picture that did not deserve to, if possible? Uh, provide the, immediate answer to. Provide oh, the yeah. movie. And, well, and uh, I will say this. And what should have won instead? Yeah. Chris picked the movie that I thought of when I thought of this question. Ah. So. So we'll you're see. gonna give him the win automatically. No. Is it a big ensemble? So class? Not gonna give I'm I'm hoping away. somebody else comes out of left field and goes, This movie did deserve to win. This one did. And I'll go, Oh, that's a good point. I'm wondering yeah. if everyone has the same answer because <laughs> I hated this movie so much. <laughs> I painted you know, a lot of the best pictures sometimes. Oh. Uh, Was it do you share the same opinion as Elaine Bennis? Do you know, I don't know. About the English uh, patient? The English patient. No, 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 that's not it. Oh. Okay, Michael, the music, got music question. If the pandemic ended tomorrow, what would be the best concert to go see in 2021? I don't think Chris understood the question, Dave. Maybe you can. <laughs> nah, he probably doesn't. No. That's okay. He forfeits a lot of points like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. You don't like a band that's like, you know. I, I do, but I feel like that. I don't know. <laughs> the weekend. It's already got a really great answer. Yeah. I don't know. My music taste is not. I don't know what the smoking to, gun answer is. To everybody's okay. taste. Which team has the worst reverse retro NHL jersey? Yeah. I will have to Google. <laughs> I don't even know. You can find a web page. They'll all be there. You just pick yeah. the one you think is the ugliest. Yeah, just pick the ugliest one. And and this is a fashion. This is question. the ugliest because it's all subjective. Like, I'm not asking you who yeah. the best player was. I'm asking you what sweater is the ugliest 
just okay. go look at the 31. It's a, fa- it's a fashion crush question, really. Okay. All right, so fair. That's good. Yeah. We'll still have Google. Yeah, lots of Googling. Okay, what is the most interesting event that happened on this day in history? Now, this one, I admit, is a Google question. What day? I, I February Googled. 28th. Oh, the actual day. Okay, February the it's day. It's a lot of depressing stuff that happened, and I Jeff just don't. Makes, <laughs> depressing questions. I don't uh, know if it's going to be. Like, what? Let what, me tell I, you about you... the massacre that happened <laughs> in Taiwan on February 28th, 1947. This is this is entertainment that everyone's asking for, right? Right. This is the what structure of the show, though. I blame the format that Dave has set up because history is not a happy-go-lucky <laughs> topic. It's a it's a ground us before the wild card, Jeff. That's how it I goes. I told you, Justice. Look up what the weather was. <laughs> Yeah, or like an earthquake that happened or something, or I don't know, like somebody was born on that day. You could be like, this person was born. That was pretty important. Mm, That's true. Or died. Died. Uh, Okay. Is that Uh, it? No, I got one more. The wild card question is, who do you consider to be the best YouTuber? I have an answer for this one. Actually, I do. And it's no one will ever have heard of them. And it's fantastic. And they are such a great YouTube channel. Okay. And you know, is your answer Dave Nader? For this one on Wildcard. All right. All right. If there's any category, get this out on the wild card. All right. Everyone having fun. Lots of high fives all around. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be Trivial Debates. Um, Coming February 28th to YouTube. Who? Millard's A Frozen. Uh, you know, maybe I don't know. We still hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's there. No, we're just you, sitting here. Yeah. Should have responded as a Brian. <laughs> I can't. I can oh. only do the lines I practice. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's sign off. Let's sign off. Okay. Live long in podcast, everyone. Thank you to the whole cast tonight, and uh, take a bow and great job. And we'll see you next wow, week wow. when we figure out when we're doing that show. We'll figure that. All right. See you later. Oh, thank you.